There it is. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Did the microphone kick me into? I've been a sports fan my entire life because all of my friends are horrible people. Yes, Cam had a very bad game. Can we get that on tape? Get that overrated piece of crap out of this conversation. <laughs> are you sure you want this on tape? That's what I was transitioning <laughs> to. Big time Timmy Jim, Chris Hale, Bartello Cologne. A lot of tears and a lot of beers. I can't argue with anything you say. Chris and Alex here with another episode of Late Night Shots. How's it going, buddy? I am full. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have more tacos than the Saints scored points? No, that's a lot of tacos. <laughs> did you have I more? Had more than the Bucks did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that was going to be the mulligan for this week, but we're going to do something a little different because it's Masters week. So we're forgoing the mulligan to talk about the Masters. And it's being held in November instead of April because of COVID. Seems weird. Yeah, it's very odd. It's in Georgia. Like The course is closed during the summer months anyway because it's too hot and it burns up the course. Yeah. So they're normally open this time of year yeah. because it's still in the low 70s there. Uh, it'd probably be fine. Then. Yeah. It might rain, which could be kind of nasty, but <laughs> yeah. So they're starting up in a couple days and no par three contest this year, but something did happen on a par three that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. And so every year, a bunch of the guys will drop the ball in front of the water on, I think it's 16, the par three. And they try and skip it across and make it on the green. It's tough to skip it three, four times, get it to hit that ledge and pop up in the air. Yeah. And there's been a few cases of guys getting close. I think a few guys have made it. But this year, they had the pin tucked way in the back. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how familiar you are with the 16th green, but it's like a 7. If you're looking at it from the tee box, it's like a 7. Yeah. It goes up, turns left. So the pin's tucked in the back left. So John Rom. Right? Isn't that who it was? I didn't actually see who it was. Yeah, I think I just saw the hit. John Rom, on his birthday, gets up there, skips it across. One, two, three, hits the ledge, pops up. And it just starts rolling and rolling. It goes all the way up to the back and turns left. And starts coming down the hill. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Boom. Hole in one. Skipping it across the water. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it normally. Does it? Skipping. It's crazy that these guys can do that on purpose to skip it like that, like hard enough to get it to hit the bank and pop up. Because you could see other golf balls on the green. Like there was another guy that was super close. Yeah. But Ron was able to make a hole in one. Uh, they cheated. <laughs> cheated. <laughs> yep, I'm going with that. Well, you know who seems like they're cheating, even though they're not? Some people still think of it as cheating. Is Deschambeau. Because he is hitting the ball a mile. Not literally, because that would be insane. That would be not def- helpful. Definitely not, be cheated. Not helpful at all. <laughs> but he's been experimenting with like longer clubs to try and get extra speed. He's already hitting like 215, 210 ball speed. Just insane. That's a lot. And he played a practice round the other day. And on a 350-yard par 4, he flew the green with his 3-wood. <laughs> he hit his 3-wood over 350 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's what I used to do back in the day. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, with the skips across the water. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's insane. There was a couple other ones. There was an article on it. I think I put something up for pro golf now. Like on some of the par fives, he was hitting nine iron, eight iron on his second shot. These aren't short par fives like the ones you play around here from the white tees, where it's like, oh, it's four sixty. You get a hold of it, you're gonna be one hundred and fifty out. Yeah. Nope, it's five hundred twenty yards, and he gets a hold of it, and he's a hundred and thirty yards out. Yeah, pitching wedges up. Yeah. I don't think he ever got wedge on a par five, but he had nine iron, eight iron, seven iron on three of them. <laughs> and even like uh, some of the 470-yard par fours, 490-yard par four, he's hitting wedge into it. Uh, it's cheating. They need to make the hole, holes bigger. <laughs> <laughs> to help everybody else? Yeah. If he's able to control the ball like that, they're going to have to do something about golf, right? Or is it just, no, this is something you're able to do and do legally to figure can, it out. Yeah, if you can do it and control it. Yeah. Controlling is the hardest part. Yeah. So, And you have to worry about like long-term health. Swinging super hard all the time. It's not good for your back and knees. Sure it is. Tiger swung so hard he broke his own leg. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It's the price of glory. True. Have you seen some of the beefy Bryson bombs that he's hit? I haven't, no. A couple weeks ago, there was a 360-some yard par four. Maybe even 380. I think it might have been 360 like as the crow flies. And he cuts it over the trees and lands it on the green. And I think the first day he did it, people on the green are like looking around like, what just happened? Did some fan throw a ball? What's going on? So the next day, they cleared off the green. And he hit it closer. How's he not winning? He actually is. Oh, is he? Yeah, he won the uh, U.S. Open. Yeah, I think he won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. He shot like six under. He won by six strokes. Uh, he won Rocket Mortgage, Farmers Insurance, one of those two. <laughs> uh, the end of last season, so four months ago, three months ago. Golf season's weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Who do you think wins the Masters? Him. You think Beefy Bryson yep, wins? I'm going with it. Wow. Um, I think he tees off at like 8.30 on Thursday morning. If you want to watch the Masters, you have to get up early to watch the guys teeing off. It's on the East Coast. Yeah. It's November. They have to finish early. So the guys are starting at 7 o'clock local time. There. So they're starting at 4 o'clock here. Yeah. I don't think I'm getting up. So if, if you want to watch Tiger play on Thursday... You got to get up at four thirty, because he tees off at four thirty-three. I think is what it is. Mm. That's early. Pass. I mean, I'm gonna wake up to watch Tiger. Pass. <laughs> I will sleep. And I'm definitely not gonna pay attention to the Masters when I'm at work, and I'm gonna get lots done. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. I would never ignore my work to watch golf. No. Never. No. Never. Homestead. <laughs> they are the sponsor for this part of the podcast normally it's the mulligan but we talked about the masters instead lots going on at homestead right now which is crazy because it's november uh they're having a hanma demo day this saturday the 14th they're having free club fittings and a long drive and kp contest either on the range if it's nice out or inside on their simulator and then they're having a masters blowout raffle you spend 25 bucks you can get entered into an awesome drawing and there is legit cool prizes. First place, first place 
first prize? Can you place in a raffle? It's a grand prize. Grand prize. Grand prize. Grand prize is a full membership. It's like a fifteen hundred dollar value. Free golf whenever you want, all year round. And I think it's usually memberships are like they're not twelve months; they're like sixteen months. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is a ten round punch card, so ten free rounds. Pretty good deal right there. Use mm-hmm. that during the summer and use it on the weekends, and it turns into like a six hundred, seven hundred dollar value. Uh, third is some Air Jordan golf shoes. Pretty nice right there. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's pushing two bills. I don't uh, know. I've never bought Air Jordan golf shoes. Neither have I. Next <laughs> up is a Cleveland golf bag, followed by a Nike duffel bag, and then a 20-punch range card. Uh, six place prizes for their Master Blowout raffle. Uh, they're also going to have some fall tournaments coming up. Uh, let you know when they're scheduled. They're going to have a Par 3 series as well. Head in there, get a golf bag, tailor-made clubs because they're both on sale. Lots going on at Homestead, so head in there soon. Enter into that Masters raffle. Homestead. Homestead. All right. <laughs> so a little bit different episode, if you couldn't tell. Uh, talking about the Masters, giant Homestead read. And then it is in between week nine and week ten right now, so it's about the midpoint of the season. There's not really a midpoint in the NFL season. No, not with buys and everything. Yeah. I'd rather call this the midpoint when everyone's played eight games. Yeah. And some have played nine. So in the past, we've done awards predictions where we do rookie of the year, both sides, coach of the year, most improved, bunch of stuff like that. We're going to keep it a little simpler, but dive into the categories that we're going to talk about more. We're just going to do rookie of the year and MVP so we can kind of debate it a little bit. Mm, yeah. It was a little harder to do in the past when you have like four guys sitting there. It can easily turn into a full podcast. So it's all like that. Top five MVP candidates, number 11. <laughs> Doesn't count. He's outside the top 10. <laughs> nice. Oh, I like when we can make fun of both of them at the same time. Because they can't do anything. Uh, love you guys. So They can't even find this. Yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> so we'll start off uh, defensive rookie of the year. I think there's really only two, maybe three candidates. Yeah. yeah. Chase Young, defensive end for the football team. Patrick Queen, linebacker for the Ravens, and Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, safety for the Bucks, right? Yeah, safety yeah, for the Bucks. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be Winfield, just unless he has some crazy picks, touchdowns thing. They're not going to give it to him. Probably not. No. So, do you agree it's going to come down to Queen or um, Chase Young? Yeah, probably. Who do you think takes it then? Uh, probably Queen, just because he's on the better team. Usually, right? Usually that plays a bit of a factor. I think, yeah, on Rookie of the Year, I don't think it. It's the immediate factor, but if you're a rookie making an impact on a good team, then that definitely plays into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. League best defense for points per game. He's already got 50 tackles, two forced fumbles, two recoveries, a uh, couple sacks, and a touchdown. Seven a great season. And then you got Chase Young on the football team. Two wins and a game and a half out of first place. Actually, I don't. The football team's two and seven, right? Yeah. I mean, they're still playoff contenders. They're two and seven, but they're two some games out. I don't. They're two and seven, but the Eagles are three, four, and one. I don't know how many games back they are. Two something? Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know. A couple. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No one in that division should go. Two ish. Yeah. 
Uh, so burgering on Queen? I think so. Yeah. Then on the other side, I think for offensive rookie of the year, it comes down to two people, right? Both quarterbacks. Yeah, right now I'd say that's. But both on bad teams. Well, both on teams with bad records. The Bengals are two five and one, led by Joe Burrow, and the Chargers are two and six, right? Oh. Yeah, Chargers are two and six, led by Justin Herbert. And Herbert has managed to step into the Chargers and see them continue to be exactly like the Chargers. They are the Chargers. They've lost by a butt cheek. They've lost by a barely fumbled touchdown. They lost in overtime to the Chiefs. I think they've lost some other close games. The Chargers, like every year, could be 6-2. and two. Yeah, they could be. But they're 2-7. <laughs> Yeah, they just don't know how to close out games. No. So I don't I don't put that on Herbert. No. He's a rookie's twenty two, twenty one. So do you go with Herbert or do you go with Burrow? Um It's pretty much a toss up. Probably Herbert. I think he has better numbers. I think Herbert Yeah. Uh, if Herbert's touchdown would have stood, and we'll get to that in a little bit, he would have broken the record for consecutive three passing touchdown games by a rookie. Uh, would have been his fifth straight game. So he's throwing for touchdowns constantly. And his team's always in the game. Yeah. He just had a little bit better team. So we're on the same page again, Herbert? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, Queen for defensive, Herbert for offensive. So then we get to MVP. And for a while, it was Russell Wilson's to lose. And he's kind of done just that, letting everybody else back into it. Yeah, so the last game wasn't good. And then the one before that, he threw. I think it was the one before that. He's had two some... of the last three, I don't think were very good. No, he had the. Um, was it the Vikings game? He threw three picks. Yeah. Or no, Cardinals game. Cardinals? I don't. Know, he's. It's been ugly. Um. Let's see here. Against the Bills, he threw two picks. Against Cardinals, he threw three picks. Oh, the Minnesota game it was just his third pick of the year. But he's up to eight picks now. Um. Oh, that's what it was. It was Russell's first four turnover game of his career last week against Buffalo because he lost two fumbles also. Oh. So yeah, forty or twenty for forty with three ninety two touchdowns, but four turnovers, not good. And he's let the other guys back into it. And I don't think he's the front runner for the MVP anymore. Uh, I think that yeah, too many turnovers probably pushes him out. I don't like going off of the hot person. Yeah, but I think just going off of the seven picks. If he just had four or something, still, I probably could give it to him. But Mahomes has like one turn one pick. Yeah. So, Russ has, let's see, Mahomes has played the extra game. They're 8-1. and one. Seahawks are 6-2. and two. Um, So, Mahomes is 1,500 passing yards behind Wilson, but he's 25 touchdowns, one pick. He has one interception through nine games. Yeah. So, he's on pace for like 46 touchdowns and two interceptions. It's pretty good. 
Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I don't think he can keep it up, but yeah, I'd probably put him as my front runner. Then still probably keep with Wilson two, and then uh, probably go with Rogers three right now. You'd go Rogers at third. Yeah, between him and Allen, and I think I think he's been more consistently good. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. Um, I know Allen had a couple. A streak of not good games. But he hurt his hand or something. I think that was part of it. Well, plus Rodgers has nobody. He has one one receiver. I think some of his other guys are coming back. Uh, Lazard is coming back. Scantling actually caught a long pass, which was nice. (laughs) So you're going Rodgers three? Yeah. Rodgers three. I think I'm going Josh Allen three. Just what he's done with Buffalo, that he's able to run the ball also. Yeah, but it's quarterback or MVP. Yeah, I know. He's the most valuable player to his team. That's true, yeah. Um, Just taking it to the Seahawks right away. Yeah, their defense. I wasn't able to turn the game on until like 10-25, and it was already 14-0. He had like 120 yards and two touchdowns. It's kind of a, a nice start to the game. Yeah, he didn't really let up. No. <laughs> so Mahomes, Wilson, then Rogers, Allen at three four. Yeah. Um, Allen, Rogers. So who's your fifth guy then? Well, I was struggling with this one, but then I kind of liked who you had picked. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And he's been. I mean, you mentioned earlier not liking to go with the hot guy, but when you have back to back games like he did. It's kind of hard not to put him in the conversation, especially when it how it changes what he's done on the season as a whole and what it's meant for his team. Yeah, because he's basically won them the last two games. Yeah. He had 226 yards and four touchdowns against Green Bay, and then he had 252 yards and two touchdowns against Detroit. It's quite a few. It's pretty good. And if they're going to have a chance to get to the playoffs, he's got to keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd put him... What? Your, lap- computer shut off. your laptop just turned off? Yeah. That's cool. Was it not plugged in or something? It looks like it's plugged in. Hmm. What did you do? I didn't do anything. Which? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> uh... Another thing I like about Cook is his consistency, at least finding the end zone. He's scored in every game this year. So he's got 11 rushing touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns. He leads the league in both rushing touchdowns and yards. Yeah, see, I think he probably does deserve, because usually I don't put running backs, because usually they can't control the game. Yeah. But he's he's kind of been the exception right now. Yeah, you just, they can't seem to contain him at all. Like, they finally loaded the box against him in that Green Bay game, and he slipped out for, like, a little halfback bubble screen and ran it in for a 45-yard touchdown or something. I mean, he has Minnesota looking good. I mean, if not for the Seattle game when he gets hurt, he would have had 150 yards against them too because Madison ended up with over 100, didn't he, in that game? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Madison ended up with over 100 <laughs> I, in that game. I think he did, or close to it. 
So say that he just gets 65 more yards because that's what he had when he went out. So that means he goes 180, 130, 130, 160, 210 in his last five games. Not counting receiving yards, which he's had 160 total. So he's averaging 30, 40 a game. Not a lot, but enough to help out. Yeah. Is there anybody else you thought about putting in there? Is that five spot for MVP? Like a dark horse? Someone that you just kind of like what they've done for their team? Oh. I mean, it's hard because usually you look at the top one or two teams in each division. And I don't think there's anybody from the Colts. No. Derrick Henry from the Titans, maybe? Yeah, maybe, but I don't think he's quite there either. No one from the Raiders. No one from the Steelers has been consistent enough. James Conner sucked lately. Chase Claypool just had two good games, and that's it. Lamar hasn't been the same. He's still having a really good year, but it's not crazy like last year. NFC East doesn't count. The Bears are terrible. Brady just had... I guess Brady maybe, but he just had a bad game. Other than that, he's been fine. Yeah, he's probably... He's up there. And then I think the other one that we'd have to talk about is Kyler Murray. Yeah, he'd, he'd be up there. He's had a lot of turnovers too. Yes, well, seven picks and some bad losses. Yeah. Was it? He lost to Detroit and Carolina. And they didn't look great in either game. No. And I think that's a big part of it when you're talking about MVP is MVP, most valuable player, should be able to beat the bad teams. Yeah. Did you say uh, Roethlisberger? No. Does he, wasn't he doing pretty good? I don't think so. He hasn't thrown for very many yards. I know the teams ain't no, but I don't think they look good. I could be biased. I don't know, but they just don't look good. <laughs> well, he's not going to get it now because he's going to miss a couple games. Oh, the COVID thing? Yeah. Well, at least he's going to miss a game. Is that what they said? He's going to miss a game? I would assume so if he's on the list. Well, is he on the close contact list? I don't know. I didn't read into it too much. No, yeah, he doesn't have much yards. Or... He's got okay stats. but Yeah. Uh... I wouldn't put him in. Yeah. No. Let's see. Yeah, he's he's not even on pace for four thousand yards. He's gonna throw thirty five touchdowns. He might have a career high in touchdowns. He's never thrown for more than thirty five touchdowns. Well, thirty five is quite a bit, and they usually run the ball. But you have a. He threw for fifty one hundred yards and forty nine hundred and fifty yards in two seasons, and then didn't crack. 35 touchdowns in either of those. You'd think you would. Yeah. But, yeah. I think, I want to say Big Ben and was it four Steelers in total? We're just in the close contact thing. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. So as long as you have X amount of days with no uh, no more positive, te- or no positive tests, you're usually able to play. Because that's what happened with the Ravens. They had like six or seven guys, maybe more. They were in that same situation, yeah. but they all got to play. So, it's Mahomes to lose? Yeah. 
Or do you think Russell can still? Russ can come back and win yeah. it still, yeah. Because Mahomes going to throw more than one pick. Yeah, he'll have a game. He'll have a couple games. Yeah. He's a gunslinger. He, he... Yeah, gunslinger at heart. Yeah. I mean, you got Drew Brees still. No, you don't. Got 2,100 yards, 17 and 3. It's still net, or 74% completion. I guess I've only played eight games. Yeah. He's. He, I mean, he's been, right. he's, not, he's not. I wouldn't put him in the top five, but. No, he has had a really good stretch the last three games. It's just. I guess it's the consistency in yards makes it seem like he's not throwing for a ton. But if you throw for 275 yards every game, you're finishing the year at 4,500 yards. Yeah. So. He, he has the chance to come back and win. Yeah. Especially if he breaks the record for completion percentage again. Except he really have to make a lot or get a lot of completions. Well, Isn't he it just, like 77? Uh, nope, 74-4. He's got a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, it helps get my receiver back. Oh, yeah. So Lamar can stop running the whole offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they look... And I guess that can be the first game we jump into is Saints-Bucks. And there's all the talk about the Bucks having all their weapons with Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. But people didn't talk about that the Saints got their weapons back. Yeah, well, I didn't really know if they were coming back yet. And then Yeah, it was very hush-hush. Yes, yes, no, I don't know. And then, bam, they're all in the field. It's like, oh. He was like, oh, Thomas. Oh, Sanders. Oh, oh. everyone's back. Yeah. If everyone's back, that's dangerous. That makes it a whole lot different. Yeah. It might, so it might be... When we were doing it, we were talking like, oh, well, they might have only three receivers. Yeah. Hill might be the other, one of the top receivers. <laughs> he might be a starting receiver. <laughs> so, at full health, who has the better offense? The Saints or the Bucks? Uh, if you're going, what are you going? Weapons? Like, not quarterback? or uh, Just, if both teams are fully healthy, who's offense do you think would be more successful uh, it might be tough for you because Saints fan yeah I'm a but, biased I mean I think they have better running back better receiver top receiver yeah close. It's, it's close it's close tight end see go. that's where I think the fully healthy thing changes it because you're bringing O.J. Howard back. Yeah. So if you have Howard, Brait, Gronk, Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, Fournette, Shady, and uh, Peyton Barber. They have a lot. They're deep. Yeah. Saints aren't as deep, but they got... Having Thomas, Sanders, Kamara, random white people at tight end. Yeah, it'd be nice if they had a good tight end. Is Jared Cook their tight end still? Did he leave? I think he's still on the team. I don't know. Sorry, your computer's does. It's not like you can check. Uh, it's back. Yeah, he's on the Saints. It was just slightly unplugged from the wall. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Jared Cook helps having him there. Um, he's a solid tight end. I would... Yeah. But then, see, it's always tough when you ask questions like this because you also have to think about the coaching and the scheme. 
because the Saints have been together for so long that you can plug these guys in and they just dominate because they know to be in the right spot. Yeah, they've been there for so long and doing it together for so long. Unlike the Bucks, who are... New quarterback, new running backs. New tight end. Yeah. Especially with Howard being hurt, Gronk being in there. Yeah. New receivers? Brown. Just Brown? Yeah. I thought they had someone else. Uh, No, I think Scotty Miller was there. And then it's Evans and uh, Godwin. Yeah. I thought they they had one more, but my memory's not good, so I don't trust it. No, it it is not. (laughs) Well, if you're looking at this game, it was definitely the Saints who are the more dangerous, higher potential team. They won 38-3. to And they left points on the field. Yeah. They just destroyed them. Yeah, I turned it on late and I was like, oh, it's 21 nothing. Yeah, and then it I turned, was quick. And then it was a touchdown. I was like, oh, it's 28 to nothing. Yeah. And there was talk in the game about the Saints are set up pretty much to beat how Tampa plays defense. Tampa likes to blitz and get pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that against Breeze because they get rid of the ball so quick. Yeah, with Thomas and Kamara. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You know Thomas doesn't go more than seven yards and you still can't stop him. So. Yeah. yeah. Thomas is always going to get open. Kamara's just going to go find an empty spot. Yeah. Traquan Smith or some random dude's going deep to pull the top off. And then Jared Cook's going over the middle to make sure a linebacker or safety is paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. And they let Hill run all over him, too. Yeah? <laughs> yes, he had seven carries for 54 yards. Did Kamara end up having the most carries? Nope. Ha! Murray had one more. Yes. That was my prediction last week, that Murray would have more carries. Yep. Kamara, Kamara did better. Oh, yeah, I know that. Was it like 14-13 or? 10-9. Oh, that was it? 39-40. Right. Kamara had one more yard. Oh, one less carry, one more yard. Hill was better. Seven carries, 54. <laughs> and then Dwayne Washington. How many catches did Kamara have in the game? I wanted to say five. Okay. He tied for the most. Gotcha. Only nine yards. Hmm. Long of nine. So just lots of getting hit soon after catching it. Probably a couple of lost ones. But it didn't matter because the Saints scored at will. Pretty much. <laughs> Handing Brady the worst loss of his career, I think is what I saw. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Four different receiving touchdowns. None by Thomas. None by Kamara. Wow. That's impressive. Why don't you list them off? Uh, Adam Tauntman, Sanders, Traquan Smith, and Josh Hill. Nice. A little bit of everyone. That's dangerous if you can spread out like that. Uh, Kamara did run one in, but yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. Let's see. So we talked a little bit about Herbert Chargers earlier. They just find new ways to lose every week. You think they'd run out of ways to lose by now, right? Mm, guess not. <laughs> Mentioned it a bit earlier, like last week. Uh, the guy from the Broncos, Hamler, is his name? Yeah, something like that. He gets the butt cheek down, scores a touchdown, game over, last play of the game. Yeah. This week, 
set up opposite. Chargers are driving. It, it's almost like the same situation where, what was it last week? It was 30 to 24, I think. And the Broncos scored kicked the extra point in one, 31-30. I want to say that's what it was off the top of my head. I don't know. I could use this magic box in front of me, but that was last week, two weeks ago. Top of the head, it's funner. So 26-31, Chargers driving. Then they have a chance. And they throw it to their backup tight end. And it looks like he scores the touchdown. Chargers are going crazy. You don't have to worry about the extra point. You're only down by five. No time on the clock. Looked like he was in at first. Well, no, it looked like he was in. His feet were in. It's like, oh, this is incredible. Like Herbert let him. Has the fifth straight game with three passing touchdowns. Broke the record. Maybe he's turning the Chargers around. Well, it's going to review because they have to look at it. First couple looks, like from the sideline, from the past the end zone, look good. And then you see the camera angle from back across the field, so you can see where the ball is. Dropped it, bobbled it. As he's going down, ball comes out, hits the ground. Chargers lose 26 31. Just can't win, can they? No. I mean, what helps is at least it doesn't hurt their fans because they don't have any. That's true. (laughs) It does stink if you're a Chargers fan. It's got to be tough to see this happen all the time. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to... Oh, we lost. Oh, we're going to... We won. Oh, wait, no. We lost. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a Chargers fan. It kind of makes me sad talking about it. A little bit. I wouldn't want to be a Chargers fan. We'll go to the team that you're secretly a fan of, even though it's not so secret anymore. I know, it's kind of... (laughs) And Dolphins played the Cardinals. Cardinals, if they win this game, especially with how things turned out, they would have a nice, strong grip on the NFC. Uh, I want to say it would have put them... I don't know if it would have put them in first, but they would have been tied for the best record at 6-2. and two. Um, They would have had the tiebreaker with the Seahawks. Yeah. And then I don't know about Saints and Packers. Uh, no, I don't know. Off the top of my head. No. <laughs> this is one of the cases where ESPN actually does have a nice setup where you can see a bunch of the tiebreakers. And it'll show you, like, conference, division, strength of schedule, common opponent, all that stuff. So you can figure it out. And then they just order them for you also and tell you what the tiebreaker is. But... Cardinals couldn't do it, and they end up losing 31-34 to the Dolphins. I think I said they were going to win. Uh, I Did think I? You might have, yeah. Or maybe I thought it. Or... No, I think you said they were going to have a chance. Uh, another. If, if their defense. Which yes. they had another defensive <laughs> touchdown. I said if their defense can help them, they can win. Are the Dolphins for real? They're 5-3 and three now. They're 2-0 and since Tua Tagovailoa came in. He One looked, of them was not due to him. He looked better this game. Yeah. Didn't make mistakes. Good completion percentage, couple touchdowns. Yep. Ran the ball a couple times good. He had a really nice run. Yeah. One that I can think of. He's showing why if healthy he, was, he would have been the number one pick. Yeah. I think with their defense, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they played a real offense. 
Arizona put up 31. I guess the more surprising part is the Dolphins could score that many. So you don't really think of them as having the most dangerous offense. Well, if they can get a running back to get going, that would help. Who's who's their top running? Is it Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard right now. 10 carries, 19 yards. That's not good. But um, Salvin Aman, 7 carries, 38 yards. Yeah, that's not bad. So he did good. And Miles Gaskin was starting to look decent. Yeah. And then he's... He got hurt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long he's out for. I could look it up, but I don't want to. Um, so this puts the Dolphins at... Five and three. Cardinals are five and three also. Uh, both teams are kind of at the back of the playoff picture. So, do the Dolphins stay in the playoffs? I'm going with yes. One of my bold predictions. Right, we'll get to that a little bit later. Right now, they're <laughs> at the seventh seed. They have the tiebreaker on the Browns. So, and they might be for real. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they have a hard schedule, and I think they can make a run. Yeah. The thing is, get to play the Jets, get to play the Patriots. I think they play the Bengals. You said they finished the season with the Bills? Bills. Yeah, they got Chargers, Broncos, Jets, Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. They could definitely go 5-3 and three again. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was looking at. Ten wins gets you in the playoffs. Yeah, especially this year. Yeah. Especially having the tiebreaker over the Browns. Well, there's yeah, there's no one else really close. No, there's uh, the nine seed right now in the AFC is three and five, I think. Yeah. It's so there's of, no one close. It's a drop off, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bills Hawks. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Bills came out firing, came out hot, and it looked like Josh Allen was going to throw for 500 and they were going to score 50 points. And they almost did. <laughs> yep, I am uh, bailing off their defense. The Hawks. I thought they're good. Gonna start to show something with some players coming back, and versus a team that hadn't that looked like they had good offense, and oh. no, they just. I don't know what's wrong with them. I probably coach or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They did just sign Pete Carroll to an extension, but it didn't matter for this game because they lost forty-four thirty-four. And it'd be interesting to see when was the last time the Hawks gave up that many points. Uh, yeah, that's no got to be up there for the most points they've ever given up in a game since Carroll's been there, right? Yeah, it's got to been a while at all. I know they've had a bunch of games in the 30s. Yeah, but I don't remember something like this. So I'm sure you could look at like Russell Wilson game log and find out. Say the the only good part about their offense or defense was they stopped the run. Yeah. 19 carries, 34 yards. But... <laughs> but that's about the only good part you could say. Josh Allen threw four touchdowns and 419 yards? Threw three touchdowns. Three touchdowns? Oh, he ran one in. That's what... Yeah. How many How many yards did he throw for? 415. 415. That was close. Let's see here. He was sacked seven times, though. Really? That seems odd. Yeah. That also that doesn't seem right. So yeah, it says seven for twenty nine yards. He was sacked seven times for twenty nine yards. That sounds like a stack correction waiting to happen. 
<laughs> Check a different site. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Hmm. Trying to go through Russell Wilson's game log and see how many points they've given up. Yeah. That's really hard to sort. There's so many games in here. I'm not seeing anything over 40, though. Do, 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 do. Is this really the most points a Russell Wilson team has ever had scored against them? I see 38. I wonder if there's some obvious one I just can't think of. Nope, time sacked seven times. Wow. That's a lot. I don't think they had that many all year. No. Yeah, most points they've ever given up. That's a lot. <laughs> Even in the playoffs? Yeah. Wow. So, 136 games for Pete Right? Pete Carroll's been there the whole time. Russell Wilson's been there. Yeah. Most points he's given up. Was to the Bills. Maybe traveling to the East Coast really does. Maybe messes you up. Yeah. I guess they did two good things: lots of sacks and no running. So. <laughs> Got to keep it positive. <laughs> I um, don't know. It's like, well, I used my blinker and I wasn't speeding, officer. But you have meth in the car. It's still not good. <laughs> uh, it's okay in Oregon. True. <laughs> so, a couple previews to jump to. Uh, I think we'll just stick to two or three. And there's actually a good Thursday night game. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Should be a good one. Uh, Colts at Titans, I think is what it is. I usually try and write them down, though, that order. Thursday night game, Colts-Titans. Uh, I want to say the winner of the game takes the division lead. Titans are six and two. Colts are five and three. I think it should be. Yeah, I'm not sure on all the tiebreakers, but have they played it's in Nashville? So it's in, yeah, it's in Tennessee. Um, have they played already this year? Mm, I can't remember. I wouldn't think they had. No, no, I don't think the Colts have played them yet. No, they nope. haven't played nope. them yet. They've got to play at the end of the season too, right? No, they play again in two weeks. Really? Yeah. That's odd. <laughs> they play the Packers next week and then... Well, the Colts play the Packers next week and then the Titans after. That's weird. Hmm. Because usually you put the two teams that you think are going to compete for the division title playing in week 17. So I wonder if... They must have thought Texans probably... Yeah, I was going to say, is Houston playing, or yeah, is Houston playing Tennessee at the end of the season? Um, There's no way, it wouldn't make sense if they were playing Jacksonville. Because you wouldn't want to watch that game. Yeah, last game of the season, Texans versus Titans. Okay. And the second to last is Texans versus Colts. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, yeah, they, yeah. they thought Texans, yeah. definitely, and then it was a fight between the other two. Uh Oh, I don't know if the first tiebreaker is head-to-head, -head, but it looks like Tennessee would have all the other uh, tiebreakers. Yeah, I say the first one's head-to-head, -head, right? Yeah, I think the first one is head-to-head. -head. So if they split on the season, Indy's still going to have some work to do because they lose all the other tiebreakers. For now. But Tennessee hasn't looked great lately. 
Neither has Indy. Indy looked bad against Baltimore. Yeah, they've been kind of up and down. It's really hard to tell with who's going to show up. <laughs> so which Colts team do you think shows up then? Do you think it's the Colts team with a good defense? They keep Derrick Henry in check. They try and force Tannehill to win the game, and the Colts win 20-17. to 17. I mean, if I was going to do it, yeah, I would force Tannehill to try to win it. Or is it the Colts team from last week that couldn't move the ball and had three points in the last 56 minutes of the game or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of, the Titans don't have a good defense. No. They, so I can't see the Colts being stymied. No, yeah. Let's see. The Titans are giving up 400 yards a game. That's a lot. Colts are at just over 300. So I think the Colts are going to be able to move the ball in Tennessee. Tennessee hasn't shown that they can stop people. Yeah, they stopped Chicago, but a light breeze can stop Chicago. Yeah, that's not much of a challenge. Uh, Uh, Really, Tennessee won that game 24-3. I know it was 24-17, but two late touchdowns when it doesn't matter, when you're Defense isn't caring as much. Yeah. But it's a different story to be able to do that against Indy as it is against Chicago. Real running backs, Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm thinking it's going to be Colts 24, Titans 21, somewhere in there. Yeah, probably right around. It's going to be a close game. Yeah. Just going off both of them, off how they both played the Chargers, or not Chargers, the, the Bears. Mm-hmm. They both won by a touchdown. Yeah. And the lower scoring game. Tennessee looked better against the Bears, I think, because it was 24 to 3. Yeah. Was the Bears um, Colts game like 19 to 11? Yeah. Okay. That was a weird game. Yeah. <laughs> but the Bears looked terrible in that one, too. Yes. So. so but they, they were at the Bears in that game. Yeah. The other thing here is, if it was a Sunday night game, that would be my prediction. Like, low 20s, right in there. It's a Thursday night game. That's true. Primetime games, Thursday and Monday night, always seem to be really odd. Like, Pat's Jets on Monday was really odd. Thursday night games are even worse. You're coming off a day and a half of practice. Yeah, you don't got much. What, film Monday, practice Tuesday, walk through Wednesday, play Thursday? Yeah. So you get a day and a half of practice and one day of film to watch these guys? So which, what team does that favor? A team that you already know what they're going to do? Because Titans are who they are. They've been the same team for a couple of years now. Yeah, and I guess... Like, I kind of get into, like, the circular logic with that. It's maybe it favors the team with the simple game plan that they know they're good at. But then it makes them easier to stop because you know what their game plan is and they just want to run the ball at you, so you just load the box. Yeah, or or do you go with the other team who's kind of a bunch of new people thrown together and a yeah. little different? Like, it's hard to game plan for them on such short notice. Yeah, because it's... All right, going bold here. Uh, Colts 34, Titans 13. Blow up. 
more than I'm going. <laughs> I'll go 27-17. Colts win? Yes. All right. So, good news for the Titans fans. <laughs> we both picked the Colts. Uh, this one would have been the game of the week if the Cards would have beat the Dolphins last week. It's still in the argument for it. Uh, Bills cards. Bills are seven and two. Haven't had their buy yet. Cardinals are five and three, fighting to stay in the playoffs. Arguably, um, even though it is just the Bears that are chasing them. Uh, games in Arizona. Buffalo's got to travel all the way over. I think this is just a Sunday afternoon game, one of the one o'clock games. Because Ravens play the Patriots Sunday night. Yeah, just one o'clock. Yeah. If the Dolphins are able to put up 34 on the Cardinals, I would think the Bills are going to have a chance to score 40 again. Um, yeah, maybe. If they don't give up a defensive touchdown, that would make it a little closer. Yeah. I, I kind of think it's... This is one of those... It used to be the case with like uh, Colts games back when Peyton Manning was there and they had no defense at all. First team to punt loses. Yeah. Is that what it's going to be in this game? First team to punt loses? Probably. Neither team are very good at defense. No. The Bills are not good at defense. You can run the ball against them. Um, the one thing to keep an eye out on is, is Kenyon Drake healthy? I know he's been injured for a while. Day-to-day uh, -day heading into this week. Yeah, it's just questionable, so... I thought he'd missed a couple games. Odd. Maybe he's just been hurt for a while. Just playing through it. Yeah. But if you can have a healthy Kenyon Drake and a healthy Chase Edmonds, maybe you can try and control this game, run against Buffalo, who has a bad rush defense. Yeah, if they're both healthy and they can run the ball. Yeah. Plus, you got a very good running quarterback. It could turn into a Kyler has 65 Edmonds has 55 and Drake has 80 or whatever, and you go for 210 yards total on the ground and you control the game and you win 27-21 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you have to stop the Bills' offense. Yeah. And yeah, it's tough to figure out how they're going to do it. I mean, Stephon Diggs... I think he has the most pat or most receiving yards in football. Yeah, he has 813 receiving yards. So he's averaging uh, 90 yards a game. Not the most yards per game, but most yards total. Uh, Josh Allen's third in passing yards. It's going to be hard to stop that offense. Yeah, it's a very tough offense to stop. They, they do have some good defensive players if they're healthy. The Arizona, good corner. Yeah, they have Patterson, they have Baker, but I just I don't, I don't think the Cardinals can stop them. But I don't know if Buffalo can stop Arizona either. Yeah, I don't know. Kingsbury makes some weird decisions. Arizona kind of seems like they're a year away from playing consistently enough against good teams, yeah. or consistently enough. Like earlier earlier this year, they lost back to back to Carolina and Detroit. This shouldn't happen. 
Are they going to go back-to-back losses here again? I think they do, and they lose like 34-31 again. Uh, yeah, it's gonna, I think it's going to be high score, and I'm going to go 37-34. All right. Overtime victory. Ooh, there we go. Nice. Is that for Arizona? Oh, Arizona wins. <laughs> I think Arizona. So just exactly like the Seahawks yep. game. <laughs> nice. I was thinking of going the other way. I was like, no, nope, I'm gonna do the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll we'll go to the Seahawks game for the last preview of the week. Where was that game at? It's at Arizona, I think. Okay, then yes, I will go with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seahawks are playing the Rams in L.A. Yeah, they're in L.A. Um, Jared Goff's looked pretty good lately. That offense has looked pretty good lately. So is this going to be Goff throws for 504 yards? But the Seahawks win by three or something? Because that offense is nasty, especially when McVay's clicking. I don't know if they look good lately, have they? I thought Goff's had some really nice games. They lost to Miami the last game they played. Yeah, but they, he was moving the ball, I thought. Maybe I'm, I might just have – I might be thinking of someone else completely. Okay, they haven't scored 200 points total yet this year. What? Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, Goff's – I mean, his numbers are good. He's got 2,100 yards and – but only 13 touchdowns and six picks. Yeah. Well, I think Goff gets on the right track because he gets to play Seattle's defense. Yeah, that probably helps a bit. Like last or two, and they're coming off a bye, which is always helpful. Yeah, that helps too. Um, When they played Miami, he threw 60 times for 360 yards. Not great, only six yards a pass. If he throws 60 times against Seattle, he's throwing for 550 yards. Uh, he's not going to throw 60 times. but Yeah, it's kind of a big offense versus good defense. Oh, yeah. Bad offense versus it's, bad defense. It's going to be a lot of passing in this game, right? Seattle can't run against the Rams. And uh, they don't really have healthy running backs right yeah. now that I know of. DJ Dallas? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. He's a late. I mean, he, pick or something yeah. he's been all right because he gets a touchdown here and there, but he's not special or good or anything. No, they need their other guys back to get a good running game going. Yeah. But Metcalf's been dominant. Yeah. Was he second in receiving yards? I think that's what I saw. He's got 788, eight touchdowns. That's pretty good. And they've only done eight yeah, he, games. So. Yeah, he's second in receiving yards. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look at the other guys on the list. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, and Robbie Anderson have all played nine games. Metcalf's the only one who's played eight. So he's averaging the most yards per game, uh, about 50 yards on the season ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. And I saw he has three out of the top five, like miles per hour running. Oh, really? Or something like that. That's impressive. Like, yeah, it's like, oh. So, do the Hawks win and really get a stranglehold on the division? Or do they let the Rams into a tie for first place? And 
this would make it three out of four games lost for the Seahawks because they were five and zero and they're six and two now. Yeah, I don't want to pick them again, but I I don't think the Rams are that good. I don't think their offense is good. You've been beating that drum all year that the Rams aren't that good. Yeah, but yeah. Seattle hasn't looked good for three weeks in a row now. I know they beat the Niners. That Niners team is so uh, messed yeah. up by injuries. It, yeah. Arizona wasn't a terrible game. Their offense, no. or, or yeah, their offense looked good. The defense was yeah. terrible again. But Arizona has a better offense than the Rams. Yeah. Buffalo has a better offense than the Rams. But the Rams have a better defense. Yes. I think it's it's probably going to be a really good game. It's a Seahawks game. It's going to be close. It's going to be uh, 27-31. There's going to be around 60 points scored. <laughs> it's going to come down to the end of the fourth quarter. Some weird play is going to happen. Okay, if it's going down to the, end, to the fourth quarter, I'm probably going to say Seahawks win. Yeah. If it's like the last game with Buffalo where they just have the lead. Whoever, like, if there's oh. going to be a 10-point, it's going to be that way. And the Rams will win. I'm, I don't know how to go here because the Hawks, I don't know if Carroll's ever lost three out of four games. It's another thing you'd have to look through Russell's game log, but it probably hasn't happened. No, probably not too much. Maybe once. Coming off a bad game, I think he's going to probably... Step it up, maybe, or, or press too much. Yeah, that's the thing. their defense is so bad. Is it going to start to affect them and be one of those situations where the offense starts getting angry at the defense? Because, like, we keep putting up 30-some points a game. Can you hold them to... And s- losing. <laughs> yeah. Can you do anything on their Like, what is it? The last three weeks, the last three games, right? They've scored 34, 37, 34. And lost two. Yeah. They scored 34 and lost two. Because they gave up 37, 27, and 44. Yeah. They've given up over 100 points in the last three weeks. They've given up, what, 110 points in the last three weeks? Yeah, and week before that, 26-27 to Minnesota. Yeah, it's not good. And that was with an injured running back at the end. They have Their defense has only given up under 30 twice this year? Is that what it is? Uh, no. At least three times. Oh, okay. The Miami game, the Minnesota game. Oh, and the Niners game. Uh, Atlanta. First game. How many points was that one? 25. Okay, maybe it was just that it was 25 was the number that they had been well, giving. Miami, yeah, Miami was 23, Minnesota 26. Okay, only, tw- only under 25 once. Okay, that's what it was. It was 20, 25. 23's the, the, the yeah, low. It's not good. Which is why I'm worried that they're not going to be able to stop the Rams. That it's going to be another game, especially if Henderson and Akers are both able to play and be healthy. Well, who has a better offense, Rams or Minnesota? Who has a better offense right now? Yeah. Or because if that Minnesota offense that we've seen the last two weeks played the Seahawks, they'd score 45 points. Even with their running defense? 
With who's running defense? Seahawks being better. Yeah, they destroy them. They gave up 180 yards in that game to Minnesota on the ground. Yeah, but it's better now. Yeah. So. I think their offenses are probably pretty similar. Like, Cook's had two insane games. He's not going to do it again. Um, I don't know. I think Rams win 37-34. It's a high-scoring game. It's close going to the end. But this time the Rams make it the field goal and win the game. Unlike last year, was it? They drove down, got like a 50-yarder from Zerline, figured he'd be money, and he missed it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they <laughs> lost by one. So you're going Hawks? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll do it for the previews. We forgot to do overreaction last week, so we're doing two of them. And Alex teased his first overreaction earlier. We were talking about his second favorite team in the NFL. Is it that one? Miami Dolphins. Yep. Yeah, they make the playoffs. Get to 10 wins. Maybe win the division. Okay. So they go 10 and 6. We're going win the division. They win the division. All right, so do, do you want to keep them 10 and 6 or go 11 and 5? Go 10 and 6. 10 and 6. All right. Unless I have to go 11 and 5. Then. Well, you have the Bills at 10 and 6, but if they get the tiebreaker, then. Yeah, well, I'll say they get it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going one step further. I think they go 11 and 5. Well, no, I have to go 11 and 5. Well, it's too late. You can outdo my bold pre- predict. Sean. Your bold prediction? God, I can't speak. I mean, you talked about their schedule earlier. It's not good. And being bold about it, if they get to the end of the year and they're ten and five and they're playing Buffalo and they're both ten and five, taking them to win, going eleven and five, that's the bold prediction. I like it. <laughs> Had to get some more wins in there somewhere. Do you have a second bold prediction? Yes, Tom Brady is done. Ooh, so they are. <laughs> I'm Bucks. pretty sure we've been saying this for five years now. Yeah, probably. every couple of games, yeah. it's terrible, <laughs> but it's true this time. Brady's done? He's done. Who's their backup? Uh, I don't know. Tampa Bay. I don't think they're going to bench him. but I have no idea who their backup is. It's just going to tell me. No. I hate when you look for it and it just gives you like their roster instead of the depth chart. It's like, thanks. I really need to know who random player is. <laughs> All right, here we go. Depth chart. Brady's backup is Blaine Gabbert. Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay, they're not benching him. But <laughs> so you're, you're keeping their record the same, though? Eight and eight? Yeah. Yeah, right. it'll end up staying the same because they're already pretty much there, aren't they? Six yes. and three? Yeah. All right. Well, this one's pretty bold. I'm staying in the division. Since... Uh, Dan Quinn has been fired. Raheem Morris is 3-1. I think that's what it is. 3-1? Yeah, because they were 0-5, now they're 3-6. So they're 3-1 with Raheem Morris. They're going to finish the season 9-7 and seven and sneak in as the 7th seed. Ooh. Falcons. They're going to go 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs as the 7th seed. I like that. I'm not saying 10-6 and because that would mean they win out. That's not going to happen. No. That's... Not going that bold. If they uh, get nine and seven, make the playoffs, 
can uh I don't even know who would be out. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, I'd be the Rams uh, or Cardinals. Or uh, Bucks. I'd have to knock the Cardinals out of the playoffs maybe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. I'd have to knock like the Cardinals out of the playoffs or something. I'll just do another bold prediction and fix it later. Well, if he takes them to the playoffs, Matt Ryan MVP. Ooh. His stats are up there Ooh. already. That's a spicy take right there. Yeah, Lee, I think he is he he's first or second in yards. Yeah, he's got twenty seven hundred. Fifteen touchdowns, five picks, so he's Yeah, they just haven't been able to score. But he's played really well the last three games, about seventy two percent. Uh, 900 yards. Nah, he wouldn't be MVP. It just wouldn't be enough. Because you'd still be looking at better numbers by quarterbacks in the same conference. He'd have to end up with better numbers than Breeze and Russ and Rodgers to get the MVP. And he's still not going to have as good of a record. So you can't get it? He would have to finish. like They would have to run the table. Go ten and six, and he would need to finish like fifty two hundred yards and forty some touchdowns. Well, what if he gets the fifty two hundred and doesn't throw a pick the rest of the year? Gets up towards forty touchdowns. So he does what Mahomes has done, and he goes, but he does it in seven games. So he goes twenty five touchdowns and a pick over seven games. So he's done three and a half touchdowns a game. So the Falcons' offense just turns into like the best offense in football. They kept a chance. I mean, they got great yeah, receivers. True. I mean, he's already doing it pretty well offensively. Yeah. No, still not going to happen. <laughs> nope. But Falcons making the playoffs. That's my second bold prediction. No. It's a bold one. Yeah. I don't know if they can make it. They might be able to get up to nine. I don't know if they'd still make it, though. Yeah, I know. But That's why it's bold. I like it. I mean, because some of the ones I'd done lately weren't that bold. It was just like adjusting to what teams weren't good. Well, if we combine our bold, it's pretty good. Yeah, because Brady would be done, so he'd take that. They could jump that spot. <laughs> oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh, you know why though? Because there'll be a cancellation game, and then they'll add their extra playoff team. There you go. And they make it as the A seed. That's how it happens. Well, see, look if you if you bold predicted with me. Yeah. Drop the Bucks down to eight and eight. They slip in. All right, super bold prediction for the Falcons. They go <laughs> nine and seven, get the eight seed, upset the one seed. I think I want to cancel my bold prediction from like week one or two or whatever it was. You can redo a bold <laughs> prediction. I just want to put it back to what it was. No, because the Saints one. That's the one you're looking <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah, Alex has the Saints at seven and nine. I might have overreacted one game. <laughs> it's fine. I have the Browns at four and twelve. They already have five wins. Yeah, yeah. You might have. I overreacted after they got destroyed by Baltimore. Yeah, well, my Texans one's off too. Yeah, they're not making. The and my Jaguars. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs <laughs> either. Oh. We could have that in a couple of weeks. Just be like, what was your biggest mistake of the season? My Eagle one looks pretty good. 5-10-1 and one in making the playoffs. Yeah. 
I don't need to, they need to uh, slow down on winning though. Three, four, and one. Yeah, I know. I actually feel confident about them have, having them eight and eight still. Yeah, it's probably. A I think I, I think they finish the season like seven, eight, and one, eight, seven, and one. Probably make the playoffs, win the division with that. Yeah. All right, so I think that's gonna do it for this week. A uh, little bit different episode, but I think it was it was pretty fun doing it the way we did, talking about awards predictions, talking about the Masters, uh, double overreactions. It's kind of a fun way to do it. Uh, I think we'll be back next week, talk about who won the Masters, um, talk about the NBA draft. That's going to happen next Thursday, the 19th. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Because I haven't really seen any college basketball no you've had some overseas guys there had there wasn't college basketball really because they, like they had well, half, I guess, half a year well, a little over half a year i don't know i don't remember they, no there was college basketball but there wasn't any postseason tournaments okay yeah, there was the, a the conference tournament right at that point yeah. yeah okay so you didn't see the guys like make the impression yeah but yeah nba draft coming up uh after that, we'll do some baseball stuff. Mariners. Yeah, lots of Mariners talk coming up in the, the month of December, end of November. Because winter meetings is like second week in December usually. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Like, like 10th. Yeah. Somewhere in there. The 10th. I don't know how they're doing it this year, but. I don't know. It's baseball. It's Manfred. He'll do something stupid. That's what he does. <laughs> Sounds good. <Yeah. laughs> So that's kind of the schedule for the next few weeks. And as always, Alex is going to be put on the spot and have to think of something to say as we leave the podcast. Why do you do this to me?